Good morning, friend. Good morning, friend. Good morning, friend. Yes, I'm feeling like a million since I got you living in. We all are pieces of a whole with different feelings to evoke. Giving distinction to the role, different players, different strokes. But let me tell you about one thing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, good morning, everybody. Now we're number two of the Weekend Gardener here on WPTF. We're at uh, Bell's Carpets and Floors Industrial Drive in Raleigh for the WPTF Weekend Gardener. 919-860-9783. Rufus Edmonston, former Secretary of State and Attorney General and Deputy Chief Counsel in the Senate Watergate Committee and the Secretary General of Gardening right oh now gosh. in North Carolina <laughs> is with right. us. And uh, That's what you call superfluous. That's <laughs> dribble. Dribble. Yeah. I'll, I'll be your assistant. Well, it's a non-paying job all the way around, so <laughs> don't be too anxious. Are, are you good at serving subpoenas? No. That does not, that is not uh, <laughs> part of the job of Secretary General no, of Gardner. No, that's right. Uh, no, no subpoenas. Well, it, this is much, no more, writs. much more gentlemanly, <laughs> much more uh, peaceful, calm. And through all that turmoil all those years, uh, the one thing I missed in D.C., I had to live in an apartment. I had a, 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 a one of those uh, little balconies you can hang over, but that's that's not that's not much gardening. <laughs> you, and, you didn't do that very often, did you? And for ten years, uh, I was starved, but I did I did visit quite a bit. Hell on the Manda, National Arboretum, yeah, mm -hmm. up lovely. on New York New York Avenue, and fortunately the the Senate and the Congress had a hot house down at the lower bottom, close to the ellipse. Well, that kind of that, sounds like an appropriate that, name. That I, a hot house <laughs> where they produced a lot of hot material and transported it up to the Senate and the House. Really? Yeah. Huh. It, uh, <laughs> it was not nuclear, though. Well, what, did it, did it, was it hot enough to heat the hot house <laughs> oh. without power? How much heat does it? <laughs> it was recycled mm. over again, over and over again. Yeah. But I think that part of my... What uh, my psyche was damaged during all those years because how are you going to go ten years without some kind of a way to dip your hands in the dirt? Mm -hmm. Now when I'd go back to Boone for extended stay, I, I'd get back in the the help harvest tobacco and uh, dig in a little bit with my mama where I learned my gardening. But gardening is so good for the psyche, and I, I just can't imagine. Uh, these years I've, I've been in public office here, if I had not have had my garden to which I retreated, I think I'd have been in a mental institution. You would have. Yeah. I totally, I mean, anybody yeah. who's gardens knows. Gar okay. Garden is the best therapy. Yeah, if you're, if you're in public office, you're going to be yelled at, things thrown at you. Some of them stick, some don't. And you need a garden where you say, look, this is it. You cannot come in here. I put a big gate up. No pulling up around the garden. Uh, 
And over the years, I, I had this little habit of when I would visit somebody and I loved something, I kept cutting material. Rose Rose would love this. Had clippers to the car, <laughs> had tissue paper, had plastic bags. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like that. I'll take a cutting of that. And I have around my house right now some different plants. Uh, I remember one I was in uh, uh, Lillington one time, and this fellow had a nice uh, little fig tree out there, and I took a cutting of that, and that thing is just amazing today. And it's, it's amazing what you can do. Uh, I, I remember my plants, um, the peop- my favorite people through plants. Yes, sir. I can walk around the yard and I say, okay, this is General Andrews. I got this from him over at, at uh, the the garden, uh, mimosa, uh, the, the garden the, on, you know, the garden over there. Linda used to work there at the Mordecai House. Oh, right, yes. The Mordecai House Garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got a cutting there. I got one too, and it's the it's it has a good lineage. It's yeah from Je- Thomas Jefferson. Right. Yes, yeah. it's from his plants that wow. he brought over originally right. from France. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got that, and there's been a habit all those years of seeing something you like, and and people love to share plants. They do. Just love to share plants, and I I I love it when somebody comes to the house. And they say, could I have a little bit of that? I say, let's go dig yeah. or let's go cut. And now, I haven't gotten to the point where where uh, it it's our friend Mark. He, he'll dig up a plant and throw it away in a minute. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I That's a, a curator's hard, soul. Yeah, Mark, <laughs> Mark Wethington. Uh, I have a hard time doing that. And I'm getting better. It's a at great it. idea, though, in, in some cases, you know, if you have a small yard. So you got all this yeah. at acreage. But when they're attached to the story, you know, uh, yeah. it is hard. That makes a big difference. You know, because you, when you associate it with that general or that, that person who you went to visit, it's hard to to, yeah. to curate away that, well, the, yeah, when they, that memory. Uh, when they, even when they get puny, you think, okay, I'm going to try to keep this. Absolutely. Thing. Well, in, in Rufus, people are walking around their gardens today saying, Rufus gave me that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. That's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I do have that occasionally. We. We, uh, of the uh, Johnny Appleseed of the Rose of Sharon. No. <laughs> I, I think about you every time I see my Rose of Sharon. I do have people say all the time, oh, I love that sparkling, pure, white Rose of Sharon. Yeah. And uh, obviously I tell them, I say, well, you'll be giving. <laughs> you'll be giving away Rose of Sharons for years. Let's see if uh, if Monica Wood, the, uh, state, uh, the uh, state farmer's market manager, in Raleigh is with us. Monica, are you here? Good morning, I am. I'm glad I, <laughs> I can hear you well. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what's going on out there? Well, it's a very nice morning. I'm telling you, it kind of makes us think about fall a little bit because it's kind of got that little bit of crisp feeling in the air. And It's uh, wonderful out there this morning, yeah, and it yesterday. It certainly morning. is. And so I would say it's a great day to, um, maybe if you're home listening and trying to decide what you're going to do today, maybe go ahead and load up and come on out to the market and bring the family. It's a great day to come out and walk around and see all the sights and all the great things that are grown and raised here in North Carolina. And uh, maybe come out and have breakfast at one of our restaurants and just walk around and enjoy it. Yeah. 
Definitely. Well, Monica, I want you to know I had lunch yesterday with some friends with uh, former Congressman Bob Etheridge, who's a, a, a great horticulturalist and the top agricultural official in North Carolina. We had lunch, and then I just took a walk around over at the garden, uh, at the, the market. I went to all the shops everywhere and just thought, well, why do I need to go to a museum anywhere? Mm-hmm. You got it all right here, mm-hmm. and I, I can tell what's, what's good and what's not good. And, and for a particular season, because the, the vendors there are not going to put something out that won't work right now. I've, I've learned to trust most of them, uh, all of them, I mean. And uh, I got, I'm always very anxious to ask the peaches, man, when is the last crop? Okay, Getting was, close. I was told maybe one more week, at least one more week, maybe two. Yeah. So I stocked up, and I, I have peaches <laughs> for everything I do. I'm having a peach on it. Yeah. I eat peaches peaches raw. I don't eat the, the pit. That's the only thing I, I watch out for that. Well, you don't find many pits this time of year. I, I don't. I don't take the skin off when I eat one like an apple. I do, too. I don't either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That just tickles too much. Makes my lips itch. <laughs> I would have thought the mustache did that. No, no. No, I'm used to that. It's just, just something about peaches, and it? Itchy and tickly. <laughs> I have to fill my peaches, too. So it's just yeah, you see? See? Thing. <clears throat> yeah. Now, well, now, Monica, don't you tell me that you peel your tomatoes. She does. I do too. You do? Oh, what? God. I, oh no, no, no! Not tomatoes. Uh, peaches. I was thinking. I had a grandmother not that insisted on peeling tomatoes. I could not get over that. Yeah, that's a. I've seen that done. I don't I remember do, why, yeah. I, but I think that was for cooking. Yeah, oh. people do that for cooking sometimes. No, she'd slice that baby and put it right on the plate. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. What'd she have against? Well, I, I broke that habit real quick myself. you you got to have a skin on a tomato. Yeah, I mean, it's just really, you know, it's not not too much to it. When it's fresh, but when it's cooked, though, I do. Oh, now yeah. That I think I, about it, I've removed it. That's different. It. Yeah. yeah. That's totally yeah. different. Oh, yes. Uh, so, yeah, I knew I'd seen that somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, so, Monica, you, uh, you are going to have peaches for a while. What other kind of fruits do you have? Well, we've got muscadine grapes coming in. That's a favorite for this time of year and leaping into the fall. And um, the muscadine grapes are wonderful. They're one of my favorites. And if you've never had those, I hear a lot of people, will, you know, they say they've never tried them. So it's definitely a great time to, to grab some of those, try them, and see how you like them. Um, they're sort of like eating peaches with the fuzz on them. They're not for everybody, but I think it's the art in how you eat them. <laughs> so um, that's one of the things that um, I have people say they don't, you know, they don't like the skin or what have you, but you kind of have to just learn how to eat a muscadine grape. And um, that's one of the things our farmers down there show you. I guess you Well, there's a big debate, Monica, whether for people that don't eat the thing whole like I do, mm-hmm. do you eat the peel or do you eat the inside? I do both. Yeah. And yeah. the, the, the way to do it is both. Mm-hmm. I do some of both, yeah. And sometimes it just depends on how thick or how, um, I guess, the texture of the hull. And it has a lot of things, a lot of times to do with the variety of, you know, yeah. the muscadine. So, um, but I do both. And I'd probably say I, I don't eat the peel as much as I eat it without it. I just eat the inside. Um, Me too. But I swallow the whole inside it, right? whole. Do what? <laughs> you just pinch it and it pops in your mouth. 
Mm-hmm. We're, we're talking on. a lot of eccentricities here and, and uh, strange habits. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah. That's, uh, I don't know how we got into this. It's probably my we fault for, for the peeling tomato stuff. It's a yeah. misstep on my part. But now, so, uh, thing, when, I'm just going to uh, add to the muscadine part of eating those. Is I don't bite into the inside of it because that's when you get the seeds and I think that's what turns. I swallow the seeds and everything. I do, too. I, do too. I swallow the whole thing, and then I like to. Uh, the seeds don't have a chance in my stomach, so. Yeah, even if I don't eat the peeling, I like to chew on it because you get all the good. You, you know, just get all that out, mm. and then I may decide. I've never heard of chewing on seeds. No, oh, no. Skin. Oh, the skin. Skin. <laughs> skin. I think the seeds are bitter, aren't they? They are oh, bitter. Yeah. You've yeah. accidentally yeah. done that before. Oh. This sounds like a mental health therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I just love it. <clears throat> yeah, oh, 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 please, please continue, uh, Monica. <laughs> I'm getting real excited, Monica. Tell me more about the whole grape. <laughs> Oh, yeah. goodness. You, I, I can see you've thought about this a lot. Well, I have because I get asked that question a lot. I um, bet you do. I bet yeah. you do. And you, I'm sure you will more now. Yeah. Now that, we actually had someone come out um, a few years ago, I think, from the, <clears throat> the grape industry, and they did a video down on the market of people yeah. showing them the way that they eat their muscadine grapes. And it was oh, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's very That's cultural. Good. You was know, that a local it, psychologist, yeah, or yeah. they may have been? They may have have to have been. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. God, that is so interesting. You know, people's habits. So I don't know. It could t- <clears throat> it could take us all day. How do you eat uh, butter beans? And uh, how, so it, <laughs> it, you know, it, it could go on. So what else do you have under the farmer's shed? <laughs> I do love butter well, beans. Oh, I do too. Oh, One of the great gosh. things of shopping at the market is because you're able to come out and talk to the growers and. Right. They're able to give you some free tips and advice on how to maybe cook or prepare, freeze, can, all those sorts of things. And um, they can tell you some of the best ways that they've done it because they've had a lot of experience with raising the crop and freezing and canning throughout the years. So that's one of the wonderful advantages of coming out to the market and shopping. Yeah. For sure. Well, if we, if we talk about this long enough, we'll work our way down to souse meat. <laughs> Got any opinions on that? Rufus? I, I, I'll leave that to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's stay with vegetables then. You, do you have butter beans and peas? We do. Still? We still have a, still have butter beans and Thank peas. Thank goodness. And, um, already shelled, so it takes all the, I say all the fun out of it. Um, you don't have to <sighs> well, take time to some shell. Some people enjoy they're ready, to, ready to go ahead and cook. And, you know, um, peas, sweet corn, we still have some sweet corn coming in. We have squash and zucchini, all kinds of eggplants. All types of peppers, the sweetest to the very hottest. And we do also have watermelons and cantaloupes still coming in. Um, great weekend. A lot of people are having cookouts for Labor Day or maybe mm. heading to the lake or the beach. And so you can stop right by the market. We're right off exit 297 and grab all you need and um, take it with you and have a picnic um, while you're I, out and enjoy all those wonderful North Carolina fruits and vegetables. How is the uh, pumpkin crop this year? Um, I have honestly not heard too much about it so far. To my knowledge, everything's looking good. Of course, with the weather like we've just had this past week, that can sometimes change things quickly. Right. Get too much rain at once or not enough. And 
Um, pumpkins are a tricky crop like so many others are. But right now, I think they're looking fairly good. We will probably, if something doesn't happen, we'll probably have pumpkins set up ready to sell by next weekend. Um, we've got well, we, uh, wow. next weekend, huh? Yeah, I mean, I know there's some farmers that, that harvest the first or second week of July, put them in the cooler and just wait for yeah. that beginning of September. Well, I know you, I, get I, in I, early. I went to a, I've been to a, a family reunion in August up around Sparta, and they grow a lot of them in mm-hmm. the Sparta area. They uh, do, and some of the ones that will be coming in that come here to the market are from, up, you know, more in that part of the the state and you know the mountain area is a little bit more acclimated for growing pumpkins um and those are usually where some of our earlier ones do come from actually and we um looking forward to it um it, it doesn't seem like it's time already but um it's been a I know it doesn't. pretty hot summer and seeing a little bit of cool weather coming i think everybody's looking forward to that yeah well, i tried a melon yesterday bought it it's supposed to be a a cross between a cantaloupe and a honeydew Huh. Mm-hmm. A canary. And I can't remember the name of it, so I had half a of canary. it this morning at about 6 o'clock. Uh, it was different. I, I think I'll just stick with cantaloupe. Mm-hmm. But it was, was good it, Good to try. Was it a canary melon, Rufus? That was it. That was what, yeah. 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 Yeah, those are, um, they have a unique taste. They're really, really pretty, um, and they do have sort of a unique taste to them. So it's one of those things, you know, gotta, everybody doesn't have the same taste buds, so... Um, you may, some like it and some don't, but it is a pretty popular melon that folks have been growing more of the past few years. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, up in the market shops, lots of uh, things going on, I'm sure, up there, too. Definitely. Um, that cinnamon bread and cheese bread, all the sourdough breads, they're all um, cooking. Um, those. You smell them as soon as you walk in the door down there at the market bakery. And um, down at the other end, of course, you can grab a Rufus dog or maybe a breakfast mm. sandwich. Coffee, um, another great place to stop. It was a little cool this morning, so a hot cup of coffee may have been good to start off with, but they do have iced coffees as well. We have the um, all-natural soaps and lotions in there, jams and jellies, fresh seafood, meats and cheeses. Um, we have um, all kinds of different canned products in there, a lot of birdhouses, flags. Um, people, you know, you're starting to think about decorating for fall. You can find a lot of items in there like your flags um, and little, other little decorative items for your mailboxes and that sort of thing all throughout the market shops as well. And um, want to make sure you travel on over to the Hunter Pork Center. It's just behind the seafood restaurant and the craft shed area where the kettle corn's at and the gourmet lemonade, um, the donuts. There's some little donuts down there as well as our homemade baskets um, are, are available. And we are having our Taste of Summer. This is our last weekend of the Taste of Summer um, series that we've been doing with some special pop-up vendors that have been coming in. Um, but going into fall, we're going to have some more fun things going on. So just stay tuned as we're changing gears and shifting into another season. But right now, we do still have a lot of vendors down there today um, that are guest vendors with different types of handmade crafts, um, jewelry, some hot sauces all kinds of different things so be sure to walk all through our farmers area the grass area there that leads over to the craft shed area beside the seafood restaurant there's a lot of different vendors set up through there so be sure to check them out we do have someone that just moved in also with fall vegetable plants so 
everybody that's thinking about getting some collards or cauliflower, broccoli, um, cabbage, that sort of thing planted, they are available now. Um, good selection of plants, nice, healthy-looking plants that came in um, yesterday, actually. And right. um, we'll start seeing mums really soon, and pansies will just, you know, be coming in right behind that. And lots of shrubs and herbs and perennials still available. So, so many great things you can come out and do and shop around and support our local farmers. We got a little less than a minute, Monica. That uh, farmer's market restaurant over there, I'm sure it's busy. Oh, it is. I, I was just noticing a few minutes ago, they've, cars have really been um, rolling in there, and um, they have wonderful breakfast. They, and, of course, they do lunch specials daily, and you may have to have a little bit of a wait, but they usually get you through <coughs> there pretty fast, um, and they have those homemade biscuits on the table almost as soon as you sit down, so nothing better than that. Yeah. Well, Miss Monica, always a fun place to visit, and it's uh, you know it's a blessing to have it uh, <coughs> so close to uh, folks in this area. Thank you so much for overseeing it. I want to thank you guys for supporting us, and we appreciate yes, ma'am. Coming to you this morning. Everybody, come see us, and we are here seven days a week. We'll see you next week. Uh- All right, we'll be we'll be back after the news here at WPTF. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back on WPTF at, uh, what time? 9.38 already. There it is. Uh, With the WPTF Weekend Gardener, 919-860-9783. 919, take it easy, Steve. Thank you very much. Thanks for uh, bringing by. What what did he bring you? Well, I was thanking Steve and his dear wife for uh, two two fans of, of daylilies. And it's called, uh, this one, particular one is called Second Horizon. Isn't and that it, pretty? And it's got uh, It's not cream, blooming, but we see a picture of the blue. Cream with violet eyes above a, a green throat. Yeah. Mm. So beautiful. Thank you, Steve. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, it is, it is gorgeous. Sorry. Sorry about that, Fred. <laughs> he, I got so excited well, about getting this well, <laughs> day with me that I interrupted you. Fred, will, Fred will forgive you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so uh, we're yeah we're talking uh, daylilies and carpeting and flooring in general. Well, there's yeah. a there's a relationship because of those, course there is those those <laughs> all those wonderful colors you get in the daylilies. There you're right. We can uh, have all these wonderful carpets with all these wonderful colors and designs and yeah. patterns. We probably got some uh, designs that have lilies in them. So you probably do because at some point, yeah. And you have uh, animal hides. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> we got everything. We've here. got a whole showroom full of animals and antelopes and cheetahs and uh, zebras. <laughs> uh, it's amazing uh, where people are putting patterns in their homes today. Uh, before you know, stairways used to be something that people didn't think about, and today it's the place where people can showcase, uh, you know, uh, a particular look that they're or feeling that they want uh, because it, for most homes it's the first thing that people see when they walk in the door so putting a pretty carpet uh, creating a runner or uh, some type of look with a stairway is something that uh, again it's uh, almost uh, I'd say we have two or three jobs a week going in where we're doing nothing more than creating beautiful stairs now, Fred don't don't tell me that you've had a customer somewhere that wanted 
a snake design. <laughs> I, I was thinking more in terms of uh, zebra, Rufus. Oh. Well, I, I just want to know if, if there's if no zebra has, over here, Fred. Yeah, yeah. Requested Fred do a snake design. <laughs> yeah. Which would you uh, don't like snakes? Put, so. Yeah, well, put me in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't want that. No, we don't want no, that. Don't want but that. there are some pretty. I mean, you have all kinds of designs Fred, here. You um, you put my stairs in. Oh, yeah. okay. Yep. I didn't go any animal. I went just kind of a green. It's lovely. Yeah. I get so many compliments on it. And it uh, makes so much sense to put carpeting on stairways. Some people don't do it. Well, I don't get it. Crazy. Not it's to. a safety issue. For yeah, I would slide all yeah. the way down to the bottom. For most people, especially, you know, they've gotten a new home and they have these beautiful new hardwood floors. Yeah. And uh, the first time they slip on it or... You know, they're trying to carry the baby and, Ooh. you know, but the big, the one that uh, gets most people is their pets. Uh, if they have a, a pet has an issue with those stairs, they will they not, yeah, they won't go up. We had one customer tell us that, you know, they had to, they had to go upstairs. That's where their bedrooms were. And they'd go up there and the pet would just stand at the bottom of the stairs and just yeah. whine and I cry. Ain't do that. Well, the dear, wonderful Jasper who just left this earth red, uh, he had loved as a puppy coming up the stairs, and he went down one time and slipped and fell. Never again did he go back up. Right. Oh, and sad. that's when, when I called out here and your folks put in the, the stairs, but he still wouldn't come up because huh. he was terrorized. Yeah. But that happened so many If, if a dog well, one It's a good thing falls, you did it anyway. They so generally will not go back upstairs. Yeah, right. yeah. You're right. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. Fred, I did it for noise reduction. Yeah. That made a there big you go. difference. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And carpeting in general does that. Yes, right. exactly. So. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but we're, we're finding, especially people that are wanting to do uh, bedroom areas and things like that, that uh, they want something, like you say, that's soft and quiet durable and easy to take care of and that's uh, where like right behind you because i see the color wall did light up like we thought it would I see. where it's a wonderful way for people to experience uh, you know a look and feel you know what's the difference between these carpets uh and you can visually see the difference in the texture you can feel the softness but the great thing is they're all incorporating the best uh maintenance free their forever care technology which means that for uh you have spills and things like that all you have to do is clean it with water you don't have to worry about any chemicals or any cleaning and things like that that might be harmful so we really uh enjoy being able to start people with the color wall because it's uh, an easy way for people to look at uh, colors and textures yeah no doubt uh, installation is very important, Fred, and uh, you have installers who, uh, just like uh, the folks uh, who work with you here, have been along here a long time. Yes. Yeah. And that's important. And they're trained well. Yeah. Well, they have to be because, again, there's <coughs> technology. Uh, we have new uh, innovative uh, backings and, and ways that the uh, flooring needs to be installed in these installers just can't keep doing things the same old way they have to understand the technology and what is required uh, for them to be able to create a quality installation and of course working again with patterns and colors being able to match the patterns so that uh, everything comes together uh, and uh, it's uh, an ongoing thing for the installer to make sure that he understands what he's doing 
uh, when he gets to the job. And uh, that's the advantage of having experienced long-time installers. Uh, they know that, uh, or we know that they're going to be able to create the type of look that is going to be necessary for the customer. Yeah, no doubt about it. One so. thing you mentioned with the lighter colors that people are liking, it doesn't show dust bunnies as much. <laughs> dust bunnies, that's yeah. something. I don't know if we've ever talked about dust bunnies with you, I, Fred. Well, How we, do you come down on, uh, are you fur against? Well, you know, we, we, <laughs> we always indicate, and you said this early, the importance of vacuuming. So yes. it's, uh, you know, the most important thing that people can do to maintain their carpet is continue vacuum on a consistent basis. Should we vacuum every day? You should. Uh, for, it depends on your situation. You know, if you have areas that you don't use, you don't need to vacuum them every day. But for your traffic areas and things like that, it's a good idea to go ahead and, and vacuum them daily. What about the uh, vinyl flooring? Well, the vinyl flooring is easy. Uh, basically, uh, you're just going to, if you have a drop or a spill or something on it, you're just going to wipe it up with a damp cloth or a swifter type uh, appliance is, is uh, recommended. Uh, and, uh, so just water? Uh, basically just water for most things or any uh, vinyl cleaner uh, or any uh, quality wood or hard surface cleaner will work fine. Uh, I like Windex, uh, you know, that works well. Uh, yeah, don't spray anything down that's uh, going to yeah. make you slip. Actually, <laughs> one, of, one of the better things you can clean with is vodka and water. Oh, there you go, Rufus. Ah. There you go. Ah. Little Grey Goose, uh, never... Yeah. It's kind of expensive. Never heard but, of floor, but, 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 it, but it's, a great, gray goose it's a great cleaner. Because the alcohol... <laughs> I'm into duck farming, that... Oh, are you? Oh, yeah, the, okay. I don't know what this reference is. I, I have a bunch of old, old gray geese. Running yeah, that's around. right. That, that, that's uh, that's all that means. But uh, yeah, uh, so uh, Fred Gaines is is uh, telling us that we can use water and vodka, so we can uh, a take great, a sip and pour a slip. It's a sip great it's a great cleaner for for vinyl or <laughs> laminate floors. Don't. Well, you have any particular brand you now? You've got you've got cheap vodkas, Fred, and you've got good vodkas. So, can we use a cheap vodka? If I was doing a floor cleaner, I would use a cheap vodka. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't use. Well, I know good, some rot guts in I, here. I, I, I wouldn't use the good stuff. You know, I don't think we. This is one yeah. recipe. I don't well, think we could have used on Ask Your Neighbor. Aristocrat. You can get about a half a gallon of that oh, for around ten bucks. <laughs> Well, that will give you a good supply of cleaners. <laughs> well, I don't know that. I don't know. Oh goodness, you don't want to know it. Trust me. <laughs> so, uh, Fred, Fred, you've you've got a whole book uh, full of cleaning ideas for for all of this, I guess. Uh, so that's that's one I'll add to the list. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not one on the manufacturer's <laughs> list. But have you told the manufacturers about it? <laughs> I think they know. <laughs> 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 oh man! People often wonder how do they come up with the names, and so that ought to be a good indication. So they're drinking <laughs> vodka, and <laughs> coming up with the names. Oh, uh, how about that? Well, Fred, thank you. That was right. very entertaining. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh me! Nine one nine eight six. I'm curious how Rufus knew so much about that. Yeah. Oh, well, look. Uh, He's got some stock in a company. Yeah, that, that's right. That's about it. That, that's right. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he does raise geese. 
So uh, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Uh, you're listening to the Weekend Gardener. We're, <laughs> we're at Bell's Carpets and Floors Industrial Drive in Raleigh with the Weekend Gardener. Uh, Rufus, is, is this something you brought? Uh, I've, I've had that around. That J.C. Knowles gave this to me one time. And I, I brought it out here, and I was looking a while ago, and it questioned, what do you call an intelligent, good-looking, sensitive man? Answer, a rumor. <laughs> uh, here, here's another one. Question, why do little boys whine? Answer, they're practicing to be men. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. Would, do you all agree with that since yes. we have ladies present? Most definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, the, I'm a, the, the I'm one who J.C. knows. My husband doesn't whine. He doesn't whine? No. Nope. Well, how about that? And he's a man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's a man's man. He's a man's man. Yeah. Yeah, there you well, go. Well, that makes a difference. So there's nothing in there about a man's man, is there? Not not really. <laughs> Doesn't sound now, like this it. This is one for your, your uh, for, for sweet Melissa and your son. Uh, teacher, Glenn, why do you get so dirty? Glenn. Well, I'm a lot closer to the ground than you are. Ah, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, like yeah, that. well, that's a very practical statement there, an explanation. Uh, well, you just just never know what's going to happen. Well, that that little, little segment we've had there on uh, cleaning floors with vodka and and uh, all of this, uh, Rufus, I'd say that um, should merit something. I'm not sure what. I what, think we'll what take is that like a Smirnoff vodka that you prefer? No, 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 no. That, no. That, this is, that one is too too high level. This this is made down the road. You you, you want to go well down there. This I, is I, sold I, in back of the grocery boy I, junior. I, I think <laughs> no, no, it's at the bottom. It's right the out bottom the back. And the, the bottom shelf just in knock, the back. Knock three times on the back door, well, and you, that's what yeah, you get. Go down there to the bottom shelf and see about ten dollars for a half a gallon. <laughs> oh, that's what you want. And mm. I think Amanda, with the way she was gesturing. She knows about what I'm talking about. Yeah, apparently so. Yeah. I'm well, you just learn things about people. The question shall stop at this point. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Order into court. <laughs> or, or a contempt citation will come forth with. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up here at WPTF. It's 9.50. He was only 76. He passed away last night. It said, uh, the, the copy that I read, um, news release, said that he uh, he died with his family and friends and dogs Aww. with him. And 
So I, I don't know. They haven't released uh, what, what may have been wrong with him. I know he had some health issues recently. I think he was performing in the Bahamas, and they they uh, he, he had to go to the hospital, and then he went to Boston. Uh, he said he needed to get some things taken care of that he hadn't, you know, that needed fixing at that point. That was several months ago. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what happened. He used to play, I, I, I'm sure somebody will know, but he used to, before he became famous, he used to play in Raleigh pretty oh, regularly yeah. hmm. uh, at, some, at some joints. Uh, the cellar? Down, uh, yeah. I remember down there, uh, it was uh, in Cameron Village. There was an underground. Oh, yeah, the Frog, frog and Nightgown frog down and there. Frog and Nightgown, yeah. Yeah, so he played there so uh, long before he was, was uh, famous. And uh, But he, wow, is he going to be missed? You, you don't have uh, loyalty to uh, you know fans who are that loyal uh, to an artist very often. Of so. all ages, too. Of all ages, yeah. yeah. And that uh, that is most unusual. He's sort of like the, the Grateful Dead. I never understood that but i my brother-in-law who's the judge is a grateful dead fan yeah and he's a deadhead then. they're they're very very uh dedicated dedicated yeah oh, but the that's right. it's cult. Yeah. yeah right oh, yeah. so uh, it's it's interesting uh, how that happens but he he will be missed uh, he'll live on. I mean, everybody yeah, loves Jimmy Buffett. Every time anybody drinks a margarita, they're going to think There you go. Buffett. I hope I so. I bet sales go up. I, I expect <laughs> so. And uh, anything he's connected with, because he was quite an entrepreneur. Yes. And uh, you'll you'll hear his music uh, all over the radio today mm-hmm. and uh, other places, too. I mean, people will be playing that. So uh, we're, we're sorry to hear Jimmy Buffett died last night at the age of 76, if you were just uh, waking up. <laughs> Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. We're almost uh, through with another hour here on the WPTF Weekend Gardener, and uh, we've got about uh, a minute. Tell us more about that Jocelyn Garden, uh, please. Yes, we, the Gardeners of Wake County are one of our volunteer groups, and they do some construction projects for us. And Mark Boone, in particular, is very handy at making things. I saw a lending library on my walk in Coley Forest, sent him a picture, and he copied it for us. And when they come in September, which is the third week in September, they will be putting up, put, putting it up. And um, you have the first book that you've given us oh. that you're volunteering, I mean, that you're donating for us for the, for the lending library. Wonderful. It'll be at the street out front of the Jocelyn Garden. And we also, he also built us a nature box, which um, Nell and I have been, Nell Jocelyn, who's a volunteer there, she and I have been adding things from um, Bill and Mary Jocelyn's collection, like arrowheads and feathers, and we put what's blooming in there. And we'd love for you to come out and see it, 2431 West Lake yeah. in Raleigh, downtown, downtown Raleigh. How about that? Well, inside the Beltline, right? Inside the Beltline, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful area, beautiful garden. And as Helen mentioned when they first were there, it was an outlier. It was yeah. like out in the country. That's right. 50 but years, 1950s when they yeah. built. Yeah. We'll be back. More of the Weekend Gardener at Fred's Place. Uh, we're at Bell's Carpets and Floors in Raleigh.